Hello, this is the Contractor Coffee Club podcast presented by EGIA, and I'm your host, Mark Madison. This podcast is hosted on egia.org slash podcast, where you can also find links to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, along with an archive of all previous episodes, a submission form for our listener Q&A, and the link to take the latest EGI snapshot survey. In today's episode, we are absolutely privileged to have Josh Kelly. He's the managing member of Review Kangaroo, the world's leading online reputation management system, and is an expert on online reputation management with a focus on review management, review statistics, and implementation. Josh, how are you this morning? Good. How are we doing? I, I don't know if privilege is the right word. I, I mean, I feel privileged myself, but uh, you know, anytime I could help people, uh, I, I love that. So, Well, it's awesome. Well, we're really glad you're here. So I got a few questions for you. Yeah. Tell us your story. Uh, HVAC plumbing from six and a half million to 80 million in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, that's what, my background. Yeah. So what I part essentially, did you play in that? So I, I helped a little bit on the operations, but I'm really the more the marketing guy. So I was the one who scaled, uh, got the call volume in, got uh, the conversion rates up, really grew. We actually, at one point, were all the way down to a $12 cost per RAN call. So, I mean, that's pretty unheard of in the industry, uh, especially then. Now it's more like $18 or $19, which is still very low. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my background. I grew up in the home service industry, you know. My father, uh, you know, used to work for Rotorooter, you know, worked for Blue Dot um, for the guys and, you know, been around the industry for a while, know who Blue Dot is. Um, and then really we bought the business about 14 years ago. And when I started doing the marketing for them is when we started really scaling it. Trust me, it was not just me. It was not just marketing. We did a lot of things well. We did a lot of things not so well, but we did more good than bad. And uh, yeah, we grew that business from literally... 35 employees to, you know, we have about 410 employees now. Um, and just in Phoenix, just residential service. We don't do commercial. We don't do new constructions. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty big growth scale. I, I would think we're, uh, you know, maybe the top 10 largest HVAC companies in the United States that isn't a franchise or a chain. Did you make it on that 40 for 40 list in the news? I did not. I'm not that cool, man. Um <laughs> I wish, but no, no, we're, that's, uh, that's maybe, uh, I'm not really a big accolades guy by any means, but uh, that would be cool. Uh, but I think I'm about as likely to make that as the, you know, Forbes uh, most good looking list. Uh, I think some things are just uh, not that important to me. Well, I told Lucas I have a face for radio, so that's why I do podcasts. So, you know, I understand. So uh, is it safe to say you're a millennial or where do you fall in that? In that hierarchy, uh, I of guess age. technically I am a millennial. I think the cutoff is, I mean, right now is like 35, and I'm right underneath that, so I'm 34. Um, sure. So I would be one of the very first millennials, I guess. So I don't know. Does that change the way you think about me? <laughs> well, no. I, I my attitude about that is simple. I was working out with my son one day, and he gave me some insights on improving a bench press. And and that night I wrote in my journal: "They're never too young to teach, and I'm never too old to learn." That's true. So that's true. I welcome the millennial perspective. So, well, that's a pretty impressive growth. Tell me a little bit about Review Kangaroo. What exactly does Review Kangaroo do? Yeah, so we're a online reputation service. So really, we work with home services uh, companies. We work with others as well, but it's generally home service companies. Um, and this company was really built out of necessity. So Parker and Sons, I mean, we might run 500 calls in the day. 
And if you run 500 calls a day, I mean, you're bound to make mistakes. It happens. And what we found is when we did make those mistakes, we would get bad reviews. And those other 499 times we did amazing, we got nothing. So our actual online reputation, if you looked on Google, if it looked on Yelp, if you looked on Facebook, it didn't really match our service because we pride ourselves on doing really amazing service and taking care of the customer. And that's not what it looked like and was affecting our business. So the truth is I begged, borrowed, stealed, bought. I looked and bought programs to help our online reputation. And for us, it just, it just didn't really work. I mean, we hired some big names um, and, you know, we were running 500 calls a day and we were getting, you know, a review every other day. So like one out of a thousand just doesn't make sense to me. Right. So I ended up, you know, talking to a buddy of mine who owns one of the largest uh, SEO firms in the United States. And I said, Hey, if I could get all of my buddies in the room, all the people we know that have really large home service companies, uh, kind of get a skew. So some middle, some, uh, some even outside the industry and said, Hey, if we built the bill for perfect program, what would that look like? I got everybody in a room and then I got back with my buddy and I said, Hey, here's what we thought it could work like. Can we build this? What would that look like? How long would that take? And then we've been kind of running since. So review kangaroo is, uh, re I can't even talk review kangaroo really was not something I set out to do. I did by accident um, because I had necessity. And then once we started rolling it out, I was like, Oh my God, we're really, we're really changing the world, we're really changing businesses. Like for Parker and Sons, they got 3,000 reviews last year, mm. 3,000 five-star reviews in one year, the first year on the program. Wow, what a great question to ask. So if we built a perfect system, what would it look like? That's a great question. Well, I mean, the thing is like, it, there's still a disconnect and, and the truth is you can build anything you want now. It's kind of crazy. We're living in a world where ideas really can happen no matter what that idea is. I, I saw something about a hoverboard yesterday, a legit hoverboard. It's amazing the world we live in, but I'm not that technical guy. I'm, I know a little bit about programming. I could do some basic stuff and I helped on the system, but I am not a developer, right? So what we looked like was say, hey, is this possible? I think it's possible, but how could it be possible? What would uh, not only look like, but how could we set this up? So, I mean, simple things like, on our system, you know, our system has housed on that company's website. We're not involved, uh, like end customer wouldn't know that we're involved. And because of that, we don't get screened and there's all kinds of benefits and I can generate content on their website. But I didn't know if that was really feasible. It's like, because now I have to go onto other people's websites and install it every time. And it becomes this process like, can we do that? Turns out we could. Hmm. Interesting. So in a very real sense, you're kind of managing that for them yeah so we have an automated system um, automation i think for our industry is is the future of our industry so we automatically reach out to customers for that customer uh, for that client and then we screen the reviews and we actually do some powerful things with it too so it's not just getting that great five-star review on google and auto log them in and auto populate the stars and making it easy for the customer but it's also taking that review putting it back on their website and tying it with a system that ties directly with Google so you get SEO value. So you can get a conversion tool, so you can get a closing tool, so you can get a great brag sheet that you can show to customers and really show off your great customer service. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of things and I don't wanna you know, go into details too much because the more I talk about it, the more excited I am and probably the more confused you are because you can't see it right now, right? Well, it sounds like you're creating what I affectionately call a one sheet. It's a list of 
quotes from people. I think it was Will Rogers that said, when somebody else blows your horn, it travels twice as far. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, that's that's a big key component to it is, you know, the truth is most businesses in our industry ran, uh, at least in the past, ran mainly by referrals. Um, right. And I hear that all the time now. But referrals are slowly going away. The truth is you used to get that referral from your neighbor over your fence, uh, your family, your friends. Um, now, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Mark, but I, I, I'm like this way too, and I'm not proud of it, but you know, I, I pull up to my house, I open the garage, I pull in, I close the garage behind me. I don't even really know my neighbors, um, <laughs> which is kind of sad. I don't want to know them. You well, know? Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm working. I work out of I, my house. They might be awesome. I don't know. But right. uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, but I'm hearing something is, else too. I'm yeah. hearing that, that the world's changed in, in the way that we uh, make decisions. So when we go online, whether it's choosing a restaurant or a movie, you know, we, we look at, uh, it's a meritocracy. We look at the, you know, 475 people said this is a five-star restaurant. And we've yep. never been there, but we're relying on these metrics to make a buying decision about food or movies or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. For our industry, it's 87% of customers look us up and look at our online reviews before making a purchase decision over $100. So anything outside of a tune-up. That's crazy. Yeah, almost nine out of 10. And like you said now, you know, in the old days, it's like, well, Ed, who should I call? And Ed says, well, I like these guys. Now we don't yeah. even talk to Ed. No, yeah. For me, I don't even know Ed exists, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, now it's, uh, you know, it's anonymous people on Google. And the truth is, unless you have a solid system, um, the people who write reviews are generally upset people. They're not happy people because if you did what you were supposed to do, you did a great job, then you did what you're supposed to do. You don't get a pat in the back for that, right? Right. Yeah, What? why is it that we immediately lock onto the bad things and we don't talk about the good stuff? Therein lies the rub. It's human nature. Human nature, uh, you know, negative negative feedback travels 12 times further than positive feedback. I'm, I'm sure you know and seen that stat before. Um, it, it applies to online reviews as well. You know, if you have a really amazing experience with a customer, uh, or a slightly bad experience with a customer. I mean, which one's more likely to leave that review? It, right. It's just human nature. You probably I mean, heard the story about the guy who uh, United broke his guitar, and so he said, you guys owe me a new guitar, and they said, no, we're not doing that. So he wrote a song called United Broke My Guitar, and it got 5 million hits on YouTube. And all I have of a sudden, not heard that. Oh, he's on the front page of the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, and you know what? They bought him a new guitar. Well, I mean, that's brilliant marketing accidentally. <laughs> right? But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That worked out in their favor. I wouldn't suggest other people doing that. <laughs> no. Yeah. So when did you get started speaking to groups? I mean, so you built this extraordinary company, and then you accidentally built this system that allows you to dramatically improve SEO and feedback and all that. When did mm -hmm. you start sharing that with the public? So we really started the sales process last January. So we did a large beta test beforehand to test it, make sure not only everything was working, but it was really dialed in to get as many results as we can. Like our average client gets 50 reviews a month on third-party sites. I did not want to go in there and have that same situation that happened to me where, you know, some companies were getting, you know, a 1% return rate. Uh, that's just not, that's not why I built it. That doesn't make sense, right? So there was a large tweaking process that we really tested everything uh not just verbiage but the way it was set up the systematics the auto login features everything we could possibly do uh, and we started selling last january so it's been just 
you know, over a year now, um, uh, probably, you know, a year and a half by the time this comes out. I don't know when, uh, when exactly this is coming out. So for those of us that aren't real tech savvy, myself included, not Lucas, uh, explain beta testing, if you would. So beta testing is I get a small group. I actually brought about 50 companies on board, most of them home service companies, and we launched it. We launched it on a small scale, and essentially we tested everything. So uh, literally, you know, when you go to the front of the page, our system's not branded in any way. We tested whether it made a difference if it was branded or if it wasn't branded. We tested, hey, if this verbiage compared to this verbiage, hey, if we change the value in the star rating. So like if you look on Google, uh, five star is literally defined as, this is not an exaggeration, woohoo, as amazing as it gets, which is hard to achieve. And I said, hey, that's unrealistic. Well, if we just change it to very good, do you think we get more five star reviews? So we tested it, right? And we go through this whole process where every single piece of the system, we test thoroughly and we make adjustments constantly. Now, part of that beta group is you have to be willing to live with these adjustments and changes. It's not going to look the same every day because we're trying to make it more effective and we need to get feedback, right? I needed case studies built. I needed uh, information built. I need to know not just how many reviews I was getting you, but what was your revenue generation, right? How much did your business actually increase because of these reviews? So, right. so the beta test essentially is a small launch where I got into these companies full in and they gave me everything and I got free reign to adjust this system as much as I could, as long as it made sense, large pages, uh, really large changes, um, got ran through the group, of course, but minor stuff we were updating constantly, trying to find small t tweaks because I wanted, I didn't want a 3% response rate. I wanted, you know, that 15 to 20% response rate and it didn't start at that 15 to 20%, right? That requires a tremendous amount of trust from the contractor's point of view. It did. Yeah. So that beta test, I had to get people I knew and people who knew me and people that I trusted and that trusted me because, because I needed, I mean, not everyone wants to share revenue numbers with me and I, I get why I a hundred percent get why, right. but, you know, I needed to find out that, you know, our average client grows 15% in revenue in the first six months of the program. That's really valuable information for me. And if I was driving all these reviews and revenue didn't change, then, Hey, maybe this really isn't that important. Um, I found that wasn't the case. I was pretty confident that wasn't the case, but I wanted the numbers to prove it, right? Right. It's quantitative data, results of the name of the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're not tracking and you're not adjusting all the time, then it's just, it's hard to have successful long-term growth. Right. How exactly then do you assist contractors? Walk us through the process, kind of a one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so on a really basic level, and this is simplified to extreme. Um, now, it's, it is simplified to the extreme on the customer side, but the back end and what we do and the science behind it is pretty complicated. And I don't want to go into that because this, this podcast can become a four-hour podcast. And you'll, scare, <laughs> and you'll scare some people. So, yeah. I'll terrify everyone, including myself. Um, but, no, so here's basically what we do. We have a system that's housed on their website. So let's say it's ABC company, um, that's a HVAC plumbing company, right? So we would put a system on ABC company backslash reviews or review us, wherever they want to put it, right? We would put a link on their front page so people could find it. And essentially what we do is we're driving people automatically to that page to leave review after they've done service. So we do that through email chains. Uh, you could do text message. Um, we have scripts, uh, videos, how to get 
people engage, your team members engage, how to ask in person, you know, how to build a flyer to bring it out, how to do social media posts to get your reviews, uh, verbiage on the back of your business cards. And generally we have 13 different ways that are automated to help customers get those reviews, clients to get reviews from customers. And then what we're doing is we're driving back to that website, their own website, their own content, right? Where they could cross sell, where they could, you know, get that call with a click of a button, where they could do additional things. And once they land on that page, we take it a step further by humanizing the system and personalizing. So when you write a review on a company that's using Review Kangaroo, like that ABC company that has plumbers, you don't write the review on ABC company. It sounds weird to say, but you actually write on the individual plumber. Uh. The reason that we did that is we found you were way more likely to get that review. We actually found this from Harvard Business School. They did a study on this. They found you were eight times more likely to get a review on a person compared to a brand or logo. So what did we do during that beta test? We tested it. We found we were about seven and a half more times on our system to leave a, to get a review if it's about a person. And it makes it a lot harder to be negative too, right? Because you're staring at somebody's face. Change, changes the game a little bit, right? Uh, and we do personal messages and it's very personalized in our system. And, and that, that speaks to the relationship that the plumber has with the customer. Truthfully, absolutely. The truth is, and I've had people, you know, disagree with me, but this is just not one I'll ever bend on, is that plumber, that AC guy, that electrician, that person that's out in the house, that is your company. That is your brand. Um, Amen. And it doesn't matter what else you do. It doesn't matter how much you spend. Otherwise, if they don't have a good experience with that one, that individual employee, they don't have a good experience with you regardless of everything else you did. So you might as well make it about them because then you could control the message, right? Hey, I started selling when I was a tech and they bought me. They didn't buy the company I was working for. Absolutely, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I mean, my approach was really simple. If this was my mother's house, this is what I would tell her. But it's, you know, it's your house, you do what you want. And they go, no, 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 no. tell me what I should do, doctor. Right, and I was the <laughs> company, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that, that's yeah. the way people are. And that, that can be used to your event, just like you used it to your advantage when you were selling, it could be used to your advantage online reviews too. Right. Hey, I kept the first letter somebody wrote saying Mark's, Mark smells terrific, right? And, you know, now it's not letters, now it's posts. It's on Facebook, it's on Google, it's on, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know how many people are saying you smell good, but, you know, <laughs> it could be a lot of people. I don't know. <laughs> well, a little hyperbole that maybe they maybe yeah, they didn't yeah. say exactly that but you get the idea oh, yeah yeah there you go yeah but so, uh yeah go ahead so this this whole business of results then uh, the beta testing you know you house it on their website you link to the front page you drive them to the link it's 13 ways to get reviews uh, once it's landed you humanize it it's about the individual plumber or hvac guy mm -hmm. what else what else? Then, uh, then we screen reviews. So we ask one qualification question. And it was, hey, how was your service with Joe the plumber? Uh, and we ask him to assign a numer uh, a star rating. So one to five. And as I said before, we kind of skew those results a little bit. We make it more likely for them to say higher ratings. And really what I'm doing there is trying to decide if that customer had a good or bad experience. Because I truthfully want to treat those two customers differently. If they had that amazing review that they loved you, I automatically drive that review out to Google, Yelp, Facebook, BBB, Home Advisor, Angie's List, wherever they want to, up to six sites. They actually auto log them in. I auto populate stars. 
I make it a really easy process for the customer, takes under a minute to leave a review. If they had a poor experience, the truth is I don't want that customer to go directly to Google because that becomes permanent. Right. I want that customer to complain directly to the company and have that company fix the issue before everyone else sees it. So I collect their information, have them fill a form, and then send a direct email to that owner or that you know supervisor, the team of people, whoever they want to get that email, uh, saying, hey, this customer an issue with this employee, here's exactly what happened, and click here to call them, click here to email, make it easy for that company too. And another cool thing we do because of that and because of the way we're set up on the front and back end, it's actually a really cool employee management tool because mm. I tie positive and negative reviews to every single employee and I pull trending and summary information. So if Joe, the plumber, had a bad review, I'll not only tell you that he had the bad experience with this customer, but I'll say, hey, of his last 10 reviews, four of them complained about this exact same issue. Right. Maybe Joe needs to be trained further on this. Or maybe it's not just Joe. I also do it by department. So maybe you know the entire plumbing department is having the same issue. It's really probably a procedural issue then, right? Is it people um, or process? That's what you're dividing. You're separating correct. the two. Correct. I'm trying to figure out exactly what the root of the problem is and give it to them on a silver platter. That way they don't, because the truth is, I mean, you can do ride-alongs, but when you're on a ride-along, people are in their best behavior. Right. You're never going to get the feedback that you can get with a system like this, without a system like this, because you're getting feedback directly on customers, directly from, uh, or directly on employees, directly from customers. And that's just something that really is invaluable and something you can never figure out without a system like this. Or ride along is like a date, isn't it? The first couple, three dates, you, you're perfect, right? Well, I don't, know, I don't know about that. I've done a few ride alongs and I certainly wasn't perfect on them. Uh, but yeah, they try but a you lot can, more. But it's like a date, right? You hold the door yeah, open, yeah. you put your napkin in your lap, you know, yeah. You yeah, definitely easy. put your best you for it. And I'm not saying not to do ride alongs. I'm a huge fan of ride alongs, but right. But you know, you gotta understand that they are what they are. They're not built to give you real feedback. They're built to help you train. And if I'm a good actor, though, I can have a great ride along. This is true. Right. If you're, if you're a good actor and you have a great ride along, then you should have a great. You should have a great business. You should be doing that every time. But that's not how people work. <laughs> but if the if the technician's out there for four hours instead of two because he doesn't know how to troubleshoot, he can't go from a ladder to pictorial and back again, and he took way too long on the call, we're going to find that out. That's an individual issue. Yeah. But if it, yeah. But if you're getting routinely getting bad reviews from the entire service department, that's a process issue. That's a training issue. Mm -hmm. and maybe it's a service management issue. Could be. Absolutely. All depends on the situation. But I would warn, it's, it's generally not going to be technical stuff. That, um, and it's coming from the customer's perspective. So taking a long time, yeah, that could be, but it generally isn't that. It's the interaction with the customers. It's the sales right. process. It's the, you know, how they walked up the door, if they cleaned up after themselves. I mean, I mean, you'd be surprised at some of the reviews. I actually have, uh, you know, I just do this, and I don't know why I do this, but I feel the urge to do it. So whenever someone signs up, for our system, I put myself on the email distribution uh, distribution list for the first month, just to make sure that they're getting a lot of reviews and having success. Right? Um, I don't do it after that because it gets out of hand real quick. Um, but it's accountability, but, is what you're saying. It's accountability. Yeah, it's personal accountability, right? And you'd be surprised at some of the reviews that come in. I mean, this is not an exaggeration. I have seen reviews where it was like, "Joe was amazing. He did such a great job. I loved him. Uh, we'd love our new, you know, uh, AC unit." Um, 
it's so great. You guys were so much fun and great in the house, explained everything perfectly. But, you know, you guys said you'd be here between eight and nine. You didn't show up till 830. So this is a one star review. It's like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing this on the system. Right. Because normally that would end up on Google. Right. And no one's going to read that. They just see it's a one star review and it you know, lowered your average rating. That's how people are. It's just crazy. Some people, uh, they go nuts with reviews. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, he did everything perfect, except he left a smudge on my white carpet just before he left. Yeah, well, well the thing is, I saw that was a real review I saw. And I got news for you. If they said they were going to be there between 8 and 9, 8.30 is directly between 8 and 9. Right. <laughs> like, that's exactly what they said. But, you know, customers hear what they want to hear. When they hear between 8 and 9, they hear 8. Um, right. No matter what, and you can tell that story and be better at it um, and explain it better, but there will be a percentage of customers that no matter what will hear eight. It's not what you said. It's what they heard. Exactly. Exactly. And they heard eight, which yep. is why, honestly, God, which is why I tell dispatchers and service managers, you know, tell them it's going to be four hours before you can get there, right? Under promise and over deliver. That way, when the guy shows up in two hours, you're a hero. Absolutely. But it's but it's about managing expectations, and that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's about – I'm a big fan of managing expectations throughout the process, not just with customers, but with employees, with team members. I mean, the whole process, if you manage expectations well and you deliver, I mean, you you have you have clients, you have, you know, team members for life. Yeah, you have raving fans. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the best way to grow your business. Costs a dollar to keep a customer seven to get a new one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, this is good stuff. I just, you know, I'm excited about this. this. So how does somebody, well, I guess this question is for Lucas. Lucas, how do they get a hold of Josh? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so Josh, uh, of course, runs Review Kangaroo. Review Kangaroo is a part of the EGIA contractor marketplace. So. Our contractor marketplace offers EGIA members deep discounts from the best in-class providers of essential products and services the contractors need to run their successful home services businesses, categories like tools and equipment, business operations, administration, sales and marketing, vehicles, financing, training, consulting. Um, so it's everything you could possibly need to improve your business, to increase revenue, and to cut costs. EGIA is a nonprofit, so any discount or margin we negotiate is always passed on to the contractor. Uh, so you can learn more about that and about the vendors at egia.org marketplace. Review Kangaroo has an exclusive offer for us. Josh, do you know what it is off the top of your head or do you want me to read it? I'm pretty sure I know off the top of the head. We're doing a $7 30-day trial, correct? You are indeed. And waiving initial setup fee? Yep, yep. Normally, so on our system, guys, it is different than any other system out there because it has to be on your website. We do customize it. We do work with you directly to get those reviews and make sure you're getting great results. So even though our system's automated, there is generally a lot of work, especially during the onboarding and setup process. We normally charge $199 for that. Um, we waive it with EGIA. Um, and we generally have, you know, our pricing to be anywhere from, right now it's 139 to, you know, 300 depending on your size uh, a month. And we don't do long-term uh, long contracts or anything like that. But with EGIA, you get discounted pricing per month. And you actually get to, you know, essentially try out the system for, you know, probably less than what you spend on coffee, seven bucks. And I get to help you grow your business, help you get $7. That's outrageous. I know. It's free. I know. Well, I don't want it to be free because I want you to actually pay attention to me. But $7 right. is enough to uh, get you 
actually commit to something with me and now I'm going to help grow your business and get, get you excited and prove it to you before you have to really pay real money. Mark, could I, <laughs> could I jump in and ask Josh a question? I've been, I've been very curious as I quietly listen. Yes. Well, I, I think that's just, that's fair. I don't want to step on toes because it might have been your next question. But, um, so Josh, I've heard that kind of over the last year probably, but especially in the last few months, that Google has, as they've kind of altered their algorithm, especially for services companies, that they're really putting kind of a, a different emphasis on reviews for services companies. Can you, do you have information about that? Yeah, yeah. So I actually have spoken directly with Google and then, you know, I spoke with Dennis Yu at Facebook, which obviously, you know, Dennis Yu works for Blitzmetrics, but, you know, they spend over a billion dollars on Facebook. Um, you know, Yelp is right here in town and we talked with them as well. Everyone is focusing more, investing more in reviews. Google is uh, projected to spend over $100 million over the next two years um, in their review platform and like Google services. That's something that everybody is talking about. It's going to be changing the world. They're going to commoditize our industry at some point. Um, it's something that's coming. It's something that the people who are prepared for uh, will have a huge opportunity and people who aren't are really going to get squeezed pretty tightly. So I am very knowledgeable about what Google's doing and how they're adjusting. We built our system to specifically work with Google. Um, we are uh, probably the number one player based off that. Um, but we also do it with Yelp and Facebook because I think, uh, you know, they're making a big play, especially Facebook is attempting to take over Yelp's place. Um, and they're going to be doing some really exciting, really big changes, focusing on reviews as well. So, I mean, I could go into much as much detail or, uh, I mean, I, I would say this, that could be, I could be a whole hour just talking about that. So is there a specific question you have? Um, I was also just sort of wondering about how, not just in like Google ratings, but how Google kind of in their search indexing, how they're valuing, how they're putting emphasis on ratings within like their website rankings. I know they don't really do um, yeah, so, anymore, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's actually a large, now it's, it's not like I could say like 15%. Um, they don't share that kind of information uh, with that detail, but here's what they do share. They specifically share that uh, reviews are going to be a large part and are a large part of building SEO value. There are specific things they look for. So number one, it's the number of reviews. It's geolocation tagging. So what that means is, hey, if you're in Phoenix, um, not just Phoenix, but maybe Mesa, which is a subsidy, or Chandler, which is a subsidy, you need to have geolocation spread out uh, well and have dominance in those areas to show up well in those areas. It's about recency. So they look heavily upon recency. When was your last review? When was, what was the uh, star rating of your last review actually affects it? And then your uh, average rating. So average rating is something obviously push. And it's like Google services, you have to have a minimum average rating. Otherwise they literally kick you out of the program. And that's their big push for home service companies. Um, PPC, I think, you know, that pay-per-click model that everybody does, I think in three or four years will almost non-exist for our industry and it will all be Google services um, because Google makes more money and it makes more sense for us because you only pay when they actually call you. It's not just for a click anymore. It's for an actual live person on the phone. And it's, it's a way for them to control because ultimately, you know, Google looks at this as an opportunity to make money, but they also look at this as an opportunity to provide better service for customers. So if they could control and make sure that great companies are getting those those customers, it reflects better on them. And they're more likely to have more customers go through them. So that's kind of the thought process they have. And if you're set up properly to actually handle that, so you have great reviews, you're set up on Google services, 
you do the backend work, the screening, the background checks that they require. Um, you have a system that ties into Google. I mean, it's going to be a huge opportunity because at this point, very few people are doing it. So it's based on the number of reviews, geolocation, recency, rating, and an average number. That's correct. That's that's what they're focusing on. Um, and it depends how you're set up too. But you know, you have to have not only those reviews on Google, which is important, but you know, you know, who's Facebook? Google, right? So you gotta have Facebook reviews. They're looking at other sites as well. Um, and they they scale down from that on the importance and urgency for Google. But then you also need stuff on your own website, um, actually representing Google's and linking back too, right? So many companies have that testimonial page where it's like, hey, I love your company, John, with no date, no information. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. That doesn't Who's John? Is this an AA meeting or what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, why don't yeah, we have well, a last yeah. name? Is John the owner? I mean, who's does yeah. John work? Like, no one knows who that is. No one knows how long ago that was. It's not real. You know what I mean? It is probably is real 99.9% .9 of the time. But how many times have you seen companies, they put that up when they first, you know, built the website and it's been that same five reviews for five years. That doesn't, that doesn't work in Google's mind, right? It's anonymous. Um, yeah. John yeah. who? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. what I'm hearing loud and clear is all these diverse metrics all these diverse measurements really lend credibility to Google's new uh, strategic movement. Absolutely. It's, it's about really about integrity from Google. So you rely on them to, to help you know, effectively build your business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the truth is that they're the market dominator. They're the market player. There will be a time, I think in the fairly near future, maybe five to 10 years where a player like Google really does, figure it out and commoditizes this business. So what I mean by that is, hey, they will literally sell AC units online. They will literally sell toilets. They will literally sell water heaters. And then they will farm out to people that they've handpicked based off of, at this point, reviews. But I'm sure there'll be other metrics as they grow and get better at it. Um, to companies. And it will be so much harder for those medium to small players to play in that because the big players will be able to advertise for themselves. And then all the small players will be competing with Google and there's just no way they can win that battle. Right. So it, it's a, it's an interesting time in our industry because I mean, just like every industry, it's always changing, always adapting, but I think we're on the cusp of a major change in the way our industry works, you know, as big as GPS was to our systems or CRMs um, will really adapt within the next, well, definitely within the next 10 years, because it's only a matter of time before, you know, one of those big players figure out, and it's not just Google that's working on it, it's Facebook that's working on it, it's Amazon that's working on it, and companies like Home Depot or Lowe's, and they've been working on it for a while, obviously not really getting a dominance, but one of them will figure it out. And when one of those big players figure it out, it's going to become real interesting if you're not prepared. It's a tsunami. It's a shift yeah. in the tectonic plates beneath our feet. Yeah. yeah. Do you see that coming too, Mark? I know you know this industry really well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you think about Costco, you know, and there's companies around the country. Uh, next week, I'm working with a contractor. That's where they get most of their leads. And, yeah. you know, they've, they, it's a, it's a unbelievable source. But, you know, if you don't deliver, if you're not constantly changing, if you're not getting great feedback, you know, then you lose that opportunity. And that's, you know, and when you were talking about Facebook and Google, I was thinking Amazon too. So we haven't yeah. even talked about Amazon yet, but, uh, Selling everything to everyone. That's Jeff Bezos' new new vision. 
So yeah, yeah, you're right. It's changing, and you know, uh, you're either getting better, or you're getting worse. Ray Kroc said you're either green and growing or ripe and rotting, and that's what I'm hearing you say loud and clear. So this yeah. is kind of a clarion call from the mountaintop, Josh. Well, from Phoenix, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you funny you mentioned Costco. So we're actually the number one dealer of Costco in the United States, and we have we literally have stores that give us two million dollars in revenue a year. I mean. If we yeah. were to lose those Costco's, oh my God, that would hurt. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah. I'm I'm spending three days next week with this company to prove exactly what you're talking about. So, well, listen, we're you know the clock's ticking, and I notice we're running out of time. This has been amazing. I you know, Lucas, I might be wrong, but uh, this was a fantastic interview, and I think we only just scratched the surface of this. I'm thinking maybe down the road we have Josh come back. I could not be happier. Yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm not ready for it to end. Um, I think we're also, just as a quick mention here, I think the three of us are going to see each other at Epic 2018, aren't we? Are you going to be going. there, Josh? Yeah. No, I'm going. I'm, I'm one of the, uh, you know, as since uh, we're a premier partner, I, I, I support you guys as much you guys support us. So we'll certainly be there and answering questions and talking to people. And I'm excited about it too. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to sit in my workshop, right, Josh? I, I've I've done it more than once already, man. I learned a lot from you, but yeah, yeah. We'll, oh, wow. we'll definitely chat in person too. It's it's easy when you got great people in the room. So, well, listen, you know, thank you so much for carving out this much time. I know you're a busy guy, and we appreciate your insights. I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, reaching out to you and and reaching out to uh, EGIA to find out more about all this. So, again, thank you so much. And I would ask one last question: What? Uh, parting piece of advice would you offer in uh, one short paragraph? So my my piece of advice is pretty simple. I mean, I I feel like we have the best system out there, and I I could show that with results, but we're not fit for everybody, and I get that. Um, but the truth is, if you're not controlling your your destiny, your online reviews, your online reputation, someone else is. So you need to be doing something to drive your business through that because it is the future. And automation, that's the future of our business too. There's things that you could be doing, that you're doing right now every single day that you just wipe out with an automated system. So always do research, always be learning, always be growing, and, and don't let someone else you know, run your business. You, know, you decide what should be out there. You decide what you should be focusing on. Um, that, that's my advice. That's how I've grown. That's what I've done. Uh, and the success I've had. You don't have to be a victim of one bad review. You don't have to. You have a choice. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for making the time today. That was awesome. And Lucas, would you add anything before we go? Oh, no, I thought that was fantastic. I would just say one more time. Um, yeah, if you guys want to learn more about Review Kangaroo, they are a fantastic company. We've had a relationship with them for a while. You can visit reviewkangaroo.com. It's a review, R-E-V-U. But if you want that exclusive discount we talked about earlier, egia.org slash marketplace. Um, and I think it's the only place you can get that discount. And then I also mentioned Epic 2018 that all three of us will be at. That's our big conference um, in September, September 27th and 28th. You can visit egia.org slash Epic 2018 to learn more, to register. Um, if you're an EGIA premium or plus member, you have free registrations, but all contractors are welcome. Yeah. So for the price of a really bad breakfast at Denny's, you can get a hold of Josh and change the business. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you go to bad? Are we are we are we bashing Denny's right now? Is that what's going on? I think that's two Grand Slam breakfasts actually, Mark. At least uh, promo uh, three. 
Uh, well, we're never gonna have Denny's on this you know, podcast now, but probably not. All but right. go in the, go in the kitchen at Denny's and tell me if you want to eat there after you walk through the kitchen. Dude, well, that'll do it for today's man. episode. As always, visit egia.org slash podcast to find this episode, an archive of previous episodes, the online form to submit your questions for our mailbag segment, links to subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Google Play app, and a link to the latest EGIA snapshot survey. For more information about EGIA membership, visit www.egia.org slash join. I'm Mark Madison. Thanks for letting me play in your sandbox. I'll see you next time.